when in past years, when there'd be a story about like Trayvon Martin or whoever the, you know, the black person of the day that got shot kind of thing. And then you can look away and not have to think about it. Right. And that sort of is like the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is confront it and to keep looking at it. Right. Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York. And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston. When I was part of a program that bused kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and disadvantage. And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either. In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture. Carrie, so there's something that's been on my mind that I definitely want to talk about. And I thought about it the other night. It was in my dreams. And I said to you, let's just do it. And you know what it is? It's about the folks that questioned what we were doing. The folks Mm -hmm. that said, for whatever reason, there's so many reasons, Gloria, why you should not do the podcast, why you should not work with Carrie, why you should not take uh, talk to Carrie about race relations. And I want to say, dear naysayers, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Because Mm -hmm. what you did is um, you pushed me to work harder. And what I found out Mm -hmm. early on, Carrie, was people in my circle, folks that I'm close to, they didn't want me to do this because they're comfortable with what I do already in my life and with my family. And they see me in a certain way. And they wanted to protect me emotionally, mentally, saying, you know, race relations in this country is is bad right now. It's bad. It's bad. It's hard. You don't need to talk to your white friend about this. Um, And I realized Mm -hmm. the more they said it, it was making them uncomfortable. Right. Because they were fine with what I was doing in my life at that time. And so I said to myself, you know what? It is uncomfortable. And that's Mm -hmm. more of a reason why I want to give you, Carrie, the benefit of the doubt why I want to talk about this. And it has been um, more rewarding than I ever imagined. And so I want to talk to you about your feelings about naysayers, because it's just not those folks. There's been a lot of it in the past. I would say we're almost approaching a year, right? Yeah. In the fall. Yeah. 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 And okay. But I want to know, like, what do you think, what do you think they thought I was going to do? Do you think that they thought I had like ulterior motives? What I think they felt was going to happen was what has been happening in this country for so long. People say, oh, we're in the moment. Somebody got shot. Something's on the news. We have it on the camera. This is so sad. Let me reach out. And then it sort of goes away. Right. right. It's hyper. It's it's there's a lot of attention drawn to it. It's um, everyone's focused on it. And so they thought not spe- specifically against you, but that you would probably do what's been done forever. It's like people get um, emotional because it is an emotional thing. They talk about it. Right. They say they want to hope that they want to help. And then it's a phase. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't last. And so they thought that maybe you were just doing it to make yourself feel better. Number one, right. and then chat with your black friend, catch up. And then that was it. Right. And, and you admitted to me, you said, listen, talking to you is making me feel better. Right. What they didn't know is that you're still here. We're still here. Right. And I am excited because what we're both learning to do is listen to each other more. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And understand where each other's coming from. But yeah, I think that they thought, you know, Gloria, we don't want you to get hurt in this process. 
You're right. bringing up your childhood, man. That's emotional. What do you need to do that for? Right. And and, and I get I get that. And and I see it myself too that it's like, you know, we I, we've talked about this before that it's like when in past years when there'd be a story about like Trayvon Martin or whoever the, you know, the black person of the day that got shot kind of thing. And then you can look away and not have to think about it. Right. And that sort of is like the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is confront it and to keep looking at it. Right. And and I mean, you made it very clear to me that for you, you see those stories in the news and it resonates in a different way to you. You also see your son in those black men, you know, or. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that the easy thing to do is just to turn away and for me to focus on, you know retiling the bathroom or whatever, you know, like, right? Because then that's something that you don't have to think about, like, oh, my gosh, this country's falling apart. A a friend posted today something about just like, be kind to black people, be kind to LGBTQIA, be kind to Asian people, be kind to Jews, be kind to Christians. It's like, there's so much hate. And it is the easy thing to do is just to turn it all off and, you know, look at your family and not think about it right. because it's so hard. It's hard. And and like what you're just saying, that's how I felt too. When you contacted me, I was like, yeah, I could just worry about my family. I don't need to talk to Carrie about it, but it's been interesting. This journey has been beyond what I ever imagined because mm-hmm. yes, we are both still here and what we're looking, this lens that we see through hard candy and fruit snacks, we've been looking and witnessing some pain. And we're seeing systemic racism in its finest. And I want to know for you, like you're looking through my lens and you're like, oh, this is wrong. And you know what's crazy to me? Sometimes you get more angry than me. And I'm sitting here like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, Carrie, girl, I've been dealing with this is the way it is. You're like, no, this is not going to work. This is not acceptable, you know? But I think it's exactly what I was saying that I would like, you know, hear the story about whoever got shot and, and I'm, I'm. I know I'm being like flippant about it, but, you know, and then I'd go back to whatever thing. And so now for this past year almost or whatever, like, I mean, we talk multiple times a day. So I'm 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 confronted with it constantly. So that idea of like being like, oh, I'm that's so sad that that boy was shot. And then, um, hey, anyone want to go swimming or whatever? It's not like I can't turn it on and off because we're constantly talking about things or you're like, oh, this person reached out and shared this story about when he was a Mecco student. And I'm like, oh, my friend just reached out and wants me to ask you this. Or, you know, we're like constantly thinking about it, you know. And, yeah, you're right. Like my eyes have been open because, I mean, you shared things about when we were together in school that I had no idea happened. And it makes me so mad. You know, and I'm like, what? That kid that I thought I knew did that hateful thing? Like, that just makes me also sort of reevaluate my relationships and my history. And why did this stuff happen? Why is it still happening? How do we end it? And and that that also is daunting. Like, I don't think you and me together can combat systemic racism, but we can definitely talk about it and we can get other people talking about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm in it and I'm staying in it is because I'm seeing our conversations are completely inspiring other people. Like when I talk to you about the DMs, the direct messages, the text messages, people talking about they're using us as examples in their corporations. I mean, that's amazing. That's right. not what we sought out to do. But if we can right. pick some up, someone else up along the way, 
It's amazing. It's like, you know, even when we were just on Channel 5, she's like, how do you guys do it? And I, and I said to her, there's no, I said to Karen Holmes, there's no a recipe for this. There's no right. a right or wrong way to do it, but taking baby steps is exactly what we're doing. And they said, you know, you guys are lucky that you have this friendship that Carrie could call on you. People wish they had that. I said, okay, yes, I, I get that part. But even if you don't have that, basic fundamentals of how to treat a human being. A lot of people walk around here and they don't have it or they have it Mm -hmm. and pressed it. It's like, try it for a second. Mm -hmm. Just actually talk to someone who doesn't look like you, who's not from your same neighborhood, who you normally wouldn't, you know, hang out with. You might learn something different, you know, And, Mm -hmm. and that's part of what this is. And I, when I say, you know, dear naysayers, I'm talking about the people early on who told me not to do it, who were in my head that made me tell you, they didn't make me tell you this, but I said to you, nah, I'm good because I was afraid of getting hurt even more. I was afraid right. of it being a phase. I was afraid of putting myself out there for nothing. And I could right. tell that has not happened. And so I, that's why I'm saying thank you because I could have just, the easiest thing would be to tell you no like I did and stick right. to it. And we catch up again, like we always do holidays, Christmas cards, right. see how each other's doing. We would still be friends. It wouldn't have, right. any, it wouldn't have changed anything. Right. But I took a risk because I had people who I'm close to who really just did not want me to do this. Yeah. And you know what's sad? I've gotten a little closer to you and not as close to them. So it's like right. sacrifices in life that we have to make. And, and taking this journey, it's gotten on some levels lonely. Because still people question, why are you and Carrie doing this? And my message to you naysayers is, what are you doing? What conversations are you having in your own home? What are you doing to help bridge the gap? You said we can't fix systemic racism. We're doing one donation at a time. And I'm super proud of our progress. You mean from when you think about it, you called me and I was like, I'm good to ordering this little microphone and sitting here talking with right. you, tonight, you know, to <laughs> right. now starting a social justice scholarship. Who knew? Right. Right. You know, it, yeah. It, and we didn't think we didn't, you know, think of any of that. We were just like, OK, can we have these conversations and maybe 10 people will listen? You know, we didn't know also like how many people were going to listen or whatever, you know. But it's funny because I get self-conscious, too, just sort of like about the stereotype that that, you know, your friends were worried about or whatever. And th- I was watching the other night that, my, you know, Michael Che from SNL. Mm-hmm. So he has this sketch show that I hadn't watched before. And I was watching a couple episodes the other night. And in, in the first episode, there's a scene where he is in an elevator and Cecily Strong, white woman, um, is in the elevator. And she like, is just like, you know, doesn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like, I just wanted to say, like, I'm so sorry about everything that's been going on. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's totally what I did. And also, like, what I told you in one episode that I was like, I I, I want to, like, pull down my mask when I see a black person and be like, I'm so sorry. And like, I get how it seems just like a very white reaction. But I also... There's a truth in it, too. And it made me so insecure because I'm like, oh, my God, they're totally making fun of me. But I guess I said I'm so sorry and then continued the conversation, not just I'm so sorry and go off to Starbucks or whatever. Right. I don't know. Make me feel better. <laughs> that I... no, 
and seriously, people do say that. And, and you're right. There are people that say it and they're just saying it because they think it's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you, I am witnessing, you're not only saying it, you've put the words into action. And that means a lot because there are a lot of people that say it and they really think they meet, they have good intentions, but like right. you said, then they go off and they're, you know, picking their, you know, their next dress for their dinner date or right. their party. And they really don't care, but they're trying to say it. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, but I was in the nail salon a couple of weeks ago and I'm getting my nails done. And I, the girl touched me and then I touched her hand. And I said, I just want you to know I stand with you. And I'm sorry about what you're going through, what Asian Americans are going through. And I said, tell me about your background. She's like, I'm Chinese American and, um, I don't know what to say. She goes, I feel, I can't believe you said that to me. Oh, oh my God. I said, you know, I've been wanting to say it. And part of it's a conversation that I'm having in this podcast. She probably thinks I was trying to promote the podcast. And gave <laughs> everything. So I think we gained a listener. Right. But I saw her again after that. And she was like, can I tell you something? I said, yeah. She goes, you're the only person I told my boss and everyone in here knows that it's you. You're the only person that said that to us. And I literally wanted to cry because it was the same thing. But now I'm a black woman. I'm saying it to her. She's Asian. But a lot of people in this nail salon where I go to, a lot of wealthy white people. Right. And there's a few diverse. But she said to me and touched my hand after that and said, you're the only one. And so, Carrie, what I'm saying to you is in some ways you've also rubbed off on me. Like I assume (laughs) that nobody cares. I assume that nobody stands with me, that most people don't. And when you hear it, people, sometimes they don't know how to react, mm-hmm. but they feel it. Yeah. Even if it's that. And then a lot of white people do say it like that low key. And so in the SNL, I see why they make fun of it. Yeah. But I, I'm proud to say that I see you putting those words into action and it means a lot. And then for me to then say this to this girl and not knowing that when I went back, she would tell me that she told her boss. I mean, she, her eyes were watery and my eyes were watery. Aww. I'm like, wow. I said, I thought about saying it to you, but I didn't know how you would take it. So I kept thinking about it in my head. And I think this brave space that we're putting in is even allowing me to take baby steps towards other things. Right. Because I'm not shy, but I always like, okay, how is she going to, she's going to probably be like, why are you saying that to me? Right. Or is she going to say it? She didn't do any of that. She right. said, thank you. Well, that's inspiring, too, because I, when we did the Asian hate episode, I sort of realized. Hey, it's so bad. Sorry to cut. No. I'm sorry to say I was at a nail salon. That's so, like, stereotypical. But that's where that moment yeah, happened. Right. It's still an intervention. But, I mean, I don't want people to say, oh, why is she saying? But that's where my moment happened. Yeah, that's where it happened. No, I think that's. But, I, like, when we did the Asian hate episode, someone brought that up about just, like, wanting, you know, their their friends of different races to reach out. And I was like, you know what? I didn't do that. I didn't reach out to my Asian friends and say, like, I'm thinking of you. And after that episode, after we recorded that episode, I, I tried to a bit, you know, and I actually just yesterday I was texting with an Asian friend because she reached out because she apologized for not 
sending us a story. You know how we had some different Asian friends send us like a yes. little snippet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I owe you an apology. And I'm like, you owe me nothing. I put it out there to people who wanted to share something. And I also totally understand that it's really hard and not everyone felt comfortable sharing. And then I sort of went on that, like, I, I'm so sorry you're dealing with all the stuff that you're dealing with, whatever. But, but I mean, I... Uh, your story that you just shared makes me feel more comfortable that like I should say the same thing because you're right it's like the absolute worst thing is if you say like I just want you know I've been thinking about you or whatever the absolute worst thing is that they may like go back in their car and roll their eyes kind of thing but but you know but it's like I don't know you made an effort and and I mean have you received have you had white friends you know in the last year or whatever um say sort of a similar thing, like, I'm so sorry, or I'm thinking of you. And what have your reactions been? Yeah, but these are people that I know for a long time, a lot of them, I still am um, interact, like I interact with them, I see them. So yeah, they reached out. And I told them, thank you. So that that was happening, even when you contacted me. Right. So I'm still hearing it. Because I do have a lot of white friends, I do have a lot of people that are in my life that are from different um, ethnicities, um, um, and backgrounds. And so I was cool with hearing it and I was believing them and and their sincerity. But when you called me, I still knew you were sincere, but I was like, okay, but why can't we just say that? Thank you. And that's it. I don't want to talk. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. But that's, that's, that's really the extent of it. But I'm learning that I'm and this brave space is not only helping you, it's helping me, but it's giving me even more um, courage to, to talk to other people that are not, it's not just black and white. Yeah that other yep. people are going through stuff and that um like you said the person that said stop that list of things that's awful that means that we have so much work to do still yeah but it, and and i do think we are making a change even if i'm telling you from facebook to instagram there are so many somebody somebody posted today something like not everybody's going to clap for you right. not everybody is going to cheer you on but keep on shining keep on doing what you do and you know what? You will get to where you're going. And that's why I say the naysayers is not just about people that didn't want us to do it, but people that are on the sidelines saying, you know what? They're not going to reach $60,000. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to um, give these young kids from the inner city of Boston um, money through a social justice scholarship. Like, why are they doing this? But they don't know. There's something deep within me. There's something within you. And we are strong. We are women. We are fighters. And guess what? We're getting it done. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I was so like, Carrie, don't put a number on it because <laughs> I was so insecure about reaching it. Honestly, I was like, girl, we can't do it. You're like, nope. It'll give us something to have a goal towards. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of money for us being grassroots. There's no big corporation. There's nobody saying, here, guys, here's X, Y, and Z. And I am surprised by that, too. Yeah. So thank you for the people that watch it on Facebook. You see it on Instagram. You've seen it on Twitter. You've seen us on television. You've seen us in the papers. And you still don't donate. You still don't <laughs> think we're going to do it. Thank you, because we're just going to work a little harder. And then a big, sincere thank you to so many people who are helping us, who are paying it forward. It means more than you know. Yeah. I also learned that nonprofit, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, Giving yeah. Your time and donating, it's hard. Yeah. Trying to do something when nobody else is doing it, it's hard. Yep. It's hard to ask for money too. You know, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, 
like sometimes I want us to shut up. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm bored with hearing our solicitations, you know, like what about all our friends? And I've yeah. also confirmed that I never want to work in sales. Yeah. <laughs> so asking for something is, you know, yeah, you have to like really look at your pride and put it aside because there are times so many times that I've called or sent emails like you have, we sent together and we get no response. Right. You know, and it makes you feel like, okay, yeah, people aren't rocking with us. People don't want to see social justice scholarships achieved. But then there are those people that are out there that send us those messages and say, you don't understand. I've been listening. You and Carrie keep going. They said, tell your white friend she's doing a good job. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tell her. I said, oh, my goodness. I go, she's going to love hearing that. I said, because guess what? Nobody's paying us to do this. This is a job that we have created on our own, this passion project. And people are like, go ahead, live in your passion. But um, yeah, good luck. Cause I got other <laughs> stuff to do and it doesn't include this. So right. it is lonely. It's yeah. lonely as hell. Right. But, but I feel like I, I get what you're saying that it's lonely, but we've had so many amazing people step forward and, you know, people invite us on their shows or to write an article and, all that just helps, you know, more people listen to the podcast and more people donate to the scholarship. I mean, the scholarship fund's almost done. We're going to award those people June 1st. On June 1st, there are going to be four kids who didn't think they, you know, who thought really paying for college was going to be such a struggle. And I'm not saying that it's not going to continue to be a struggle, but this is going to be a huge help. And they're not even expecting it. They're thinking that they're getting like $2,000. Exactly. And it's, it's incredible. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that lonely road for all the good things that are happening, right? It outweighs all of that. It, yeah. all, it outweighs the things of people that, you know, some people can't give all. So we are in a pandemic. Some people aren't working, but you know, um, so I get that part, but yeah. the people that have, you know, my feelings, if you're blessed and you have an opportunity, go ahead and bless up. You'll only get more. Yeah. But you know what I mean? If you're holding to your money, you don't share, you don't grow. You just worry about your family. It's only going to be a problem in this country. Like we're not fixing the problem. You're only worried about yourself. It's not going to do all of us good as we get older. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you, my thing is no surprise that I would end up doing this because even when my kids were in school, they would go on field trips and I would put extra money in the thing for the field trip that was beyond what my kids paid for. Yeah. And I'd say, kid, please pay for to the teacher, pay for a couple other kids. And she's like, oh, why are you doing this? You don't have to do that. And I'm like, oh, it's a long story, girl. I was <laughs> one of those kids that didn't have enough, okay, for the field trip. And I remember that. And so- I really feel like if you believe in destiny and you believe in, like, I'm very spiritual that you were supposed to contact me. Yeah. You were supposed to reach out to me. I was supposed to go on this journey with you. Right. And we're supposed to award these kids. And it's going to happen. And that is so exciting, right? Yeah. Like you said, June 1st, to know that we did it. I don't know how we did it. Right. <laughs> how we did it. We've been kicking our butts left and right, talking two to three times, you know? Wait, and I want to say this. To, this is what I say. I said, you know, when you reached out to me, just when I thought I didn't have any more time for complicated relationships, <laughs> just when I thought I, I was full, had a lot on my plate, mm-hmm. comes Carrie, then mm-hmm. comes hard candy and fruit snacks. It's like, oh, no, don't nobody got time for that. I know. I know. And, <laughs> it's because, it, cause, because it is like another full-time job that we're not getting paid for, you know? I mean, it really, it takes up a lot of our time. And I can't even like quantify exactly why, but it does take up a lot of time, you know? And and just another like naysayer thing that um, kind of piggybacks on that, but I get a lot of people saying, oh, are you still doing that podcast? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> 
we we try and upload an episode every other week. Like we're still there's still stuff right. to talk about, you know. And so I don't know. And I get it because at some point probably we will just like tie a bow on it and it can exist and it's these great conversations about racism and our history and whatever. But but I just think that that's another way of naysaying that I think that they just thought like, oh, we're going to have two conversations and right. probably solve racism. <laughs> exactly. But even think about that. When you called me like, we didn't plan this. Did you think no. you would be far? No. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I thought we'd probably have like, I don't know, six conversations or something. And and I still think that that would have been a very viable, like interesting thing to listen to. You know, these two people from different backgrounds, you know, it doesn't I, I don't know that it has to be 500 episodes, you know, but exactly. I just I just think it's funny that people are like, are you still doing that? That little podcast? Right, because they want to put a bow on it. It's like they put it. But that's what I'm talking about. Naysayers, listen, what are you doing? Can you try something? <laughs> like, I want people to try because it's not easy. You're going to find that it's not easy. Yeah. But it's easier, I think, to say, don't do it. It's easier to say, listen, what are you doing this for? And my response to that is, I'd rather know that I did something in my life to mm-hmm. try, to yeah. try and make a difference than to only exist in this world and say, hey, I took care of my family. I had a good life. Life is good. It's fine. You can be that way. But right. if you have someone trying, if you can't do it, just inspire them. Right. Just encourage them. Just donate. Yeah. Just right. pay it forward. Right. Right. Yeah. And because it is like sometimes I think sometimes I when I listen back to the episode, I like cringe and I can tell like I'm so uncomfortable because a lot about what we talk about is uncomfortable, you know, and, and I'm like, I'm I'm this like comedy person you know i'm an actor and writer why am i not just doing a podcast like introducing other uh, interviewing like other comics and talking about like funny stories you know but no i've chosen (laughs) to do a podcast about race (laughs) you like drama oh my god i'm like (laughs) i'm like why why because it is like it's like you know i get sweaty pits sometimes talking about stuff or i just listening back i can just hear in my voice like i can't get out the word because i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to do the wrong thing and um it's stressful so it's more it's a more loaded conversation than if i was just like oh my god remember that joke you did about drinking beer upside down or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) Even I told you about this, a colleague of mine, actually somebody I'm very close to, said to me one day, she's like, yeah, I listened to the podcast with my friend and we were like um, a little shocked and I I didn't know what she meant. She goes, you know, it says hard candy. We were expecting you like to really like hold your friend accountable, like go off on her. Go off on your white friend. Like, like you're just sitting here letting her talk. And honestly, um, you sound a little, actually, you sound a little fake, Gloria, because you're Ooh. not really being yourself. And I was like, ooh, I heard two things in there that I was, un- I was uncomfortable with. Okay, so you want me to go off on my white friend. Then I'm not the person that you're looking for. Right. This is not the right podcast for you. Because right. it says hard candy. Actually, the hard candy is the kind of candy I used to eat. Right. So you're, you're thinking about it literally hard, but if you got to know what it's about, yeah, I've had a hard life, but I'm not going to take that energy and dump that on my friend because to me, that's not going to make race relations better. That's not going to make you feel better. It's certainly not going to make me feel better. So that's not who I am. So when I was like, okay, why aren't I going off on my white friend? That bothered me. The second yeah. thing was, okay, then how come 
Like, I feel like you're not yourself. You sound fake. And I'm like, okay, so you know what? I want to bring up code switching. Maybe when I'm with her, I'm like, what up, girl? How's it going? Maybe I do switch it with her. And maybe when I'm with you, I'm in a different place. I'm trying to find resolution. I'm trying to understand you. I'm trying to get you to understand me and where I come from and why I have these beliefs. And so, you know what? If that's what she's saying, she may call it fake. I'm going to call it code switching. Right, right. Yeah. This yeah. is who I am. Right. This, so everyone knows this is my voice. This is how I feel. And there's something also very liberating about reaching a milestone back in October. I told you this, Carrie. I don't give a damn. Anymore. Right. <laughs> what I mean by that is I'm not living for you. I'm not doing a podcast that makes you feel comfortable. So therefore, you should probably find a podcast that best fits what you want to hear. Because mm-hmm. maybe I'm not that girl for you. Mm-hmm. Like if you want Carrie to curse me out, it's not even in your nature, Carrie. It's not who you are. But I ain't going to accept that if you talk to me like that. And and in reverse, I'm not going to talk to you like that. It's not who I am. And what do we gain by doing that? Right. By bringing each other down, by making each other feel bad. That's not. And you and I have had offers to make our podcast into that, into something salacious, into something that I think would further divide black and white people. And that's not what we want. Right. Right. But like, but I'm just curious, what do you think that she was hoping that you would do? Like, like, I can't represent all white people. So you can't just like yell at me for everything that's happened between black and white people, because like, you know, maybe maybe my relatives, I don't think they did. But like, I was just going to say, maybe my relatives had had slaves or, you know, something like, but still, like, I can't absorb all your hate or all your pain. Just right. because I'm white, but but I'm just curious. What do you think that she want? So in so her part, version, what should you what should you say to me? So part of no, her issue I think is that here I am. I'm married now. I have three kids. I'm successful. I'm a TV producer living in New York. You're right. You're doing well, right? Why are we doing this? Why am I talking about being disadvantaged? She's like, Gloria, Uh, you're not disadvantaged. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You see me in a different light. And honestly, she only knows me as an adult. Right, right. Why are you bringing up this dark stuff? Why are you talking about being called the N-word? And why you didn't kick their ass? And why are you sitting there talking to your friend? Tell your friend you don't have time for this. Tell her to go, go, go get help on her own. And I'm like, no, see, that's how you see me. Yes, right. I've come a long way. And yes, by all definition right now, but I'm still disadvantaged. So I disagree <laughs> with her. You know, well, not, you know not, there's certain ways I've come a long way. But, you know, she, I think, identifies. And I'm not trying to be rude. Please yeah. don't let me offend you. No. I think she identifies more with you. She is um, a black American who is wealthy. Right. She comes from her different. Her story is different than mine. Her struggle. She knows none of. I'm the youngest of five kids. Right. So trust me when I tell you disadvantage is in my blood. It's within me. That's what I know about. And so I think for her, really, it was less about you. It's more like, Gloria, you're doing well. You don't need to do this. Like, why are you talking about this? Mm -hmm. And or when you do say stuff, why don't I slam you more? Why don't, if you say something that I disagree with, I'm like, yeah, but that's not who I am. Right. But we're just, we're having a conversation. We're just like talking stuff out, you know? And I think that it's like just on the disadvantage thing, like, you know, your upbringing and your disadvantage, I'm putting quotes around that, also probably motivated you and inspired you to be the success that you are. Yes, absolutely. Right? So, yeah. And I think people, like I said, it made her uncomfortable. She's probably like, you know, Gloria, you don't need to do this. Your friend, like, don't let your friend ask you questions. She, why she, why she, oh, this was a big thing. And I told you this too, about you interviewing me. Like, I'm right. not your guest 
you're not, you know, we, we should come at it together and we struggle with this and we've come a long way. And right. I feel like I'm, we're in a good place now. So I really, but I was hurt because I'm close to that person and I right. look up to that person right. and I'm like, wow, you think me doing the podcast is a mistake. You think that um, what this podcast stands for, you, you were expecting more with your friends when they were listening. You wanted me to go off on her hard candy and fruit snacks. Hard, where's your hard, Gloria? Where's your, your tough? Where's your talking about what we need in this country? I'm like, okay, I can still do that, but I'm not going to be the person you need. So perhaps you need to create your own podcast. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Your friend, and you didn't curse out your white friend. Right. But guess what? The person has never created a podcast. Right. The person has never donated. The person has never rooted for us. So guess what? As I, like I said, climb up this ladder to success and achieving our personal goals, our personal passion, there are people that I'm losing along the way. Right. And you know what? I'm actually okay with it because I told you about something that is happening in my life and that's being becoming more liberated and standing up and saying, you know what? What I want for myself and what you want for me may not always be aligned. And if that's a problem, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. No, and mm -hmm. I'll tell you what my daughter says to me. I'm not a part of my journey. This is not <laughs> part of my journey today. So naysayers, you can't be a part of our journey. Yeah. You can't do it. I don't have time to deal with it. The negativity, you're not going to do it because June 1st, we're going to do it. Right, right. You know, the podcast is growing. Right. And, and because we do have a strong base of people who genuinely want to learn, who want to be better, better human beings. Right. And we're not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're just saying, listen, it starts with a simple conversation, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think just by you saying, like, maybe it's not the podcast for, for you. I mean, that's like we should apply that to other aspects of our life. You know, I deal with rejection all the time, right? I'm constantly auditioning and not getting a part or submitting something in right, you know, uh, something I've written that people didn't like. And it's like, it's hard to remind yourself, like, that doesn't mean that you were bad or that 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 episode was bad. It's just like, it wasn't for them. Yes, exactly. You know, and it's the same kind of thing. And I remember when we started doing this podcast, we talked to a friend who was just giving us some guidance. And he was saying the difference between like broadcast, it's broad, podcast yep. is small. So like, that's why there are podcasts about, you know, different needles to use for knitting or whatever, because there's people that would listen to that, you know? And so like, we don't need to have Joe Rogan type fans, you know, we don't need that. We're just, we're having some conversations about race and like reckoning with our past and, you know, you can get on board or not. Exactly. And it feels good. It feels good. That's right. I like that. Get on board or not, honey. Yeah. yeah. Move, move or get out the way. Okay? <laughs> mm. You can be with us. And if you don't want to be us, be with us. We understand. And I'm not mad. I don't have time for that. No. So, Karen, I'm glad we're on this journey. We're getting it done. Me too. It is rewarding. And I really quickly to be on that event, Bright, that we had the fundraising night with your parents, my parents, mm -hmm. our colleagues from high school, like was really emotional for me. I didn't even talk to you about that. Like I cried at the achievement of us even that night. We are yeah. doing it. There's so many people that keep saying to us, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of Carrie. Tell Carrie, thank you. And they're, they're so proud too, that you are owning your white privilege, right? They're, that you're owning it and saying, okay, guys, I get it. Right. All right. 
I get it. I understand where I come from. I understand where you come from. How can we talk about moving forward? Right. How can I help you? How can I be a part of something that would move the needle a little bit? And like I said, we're doing such important work. It starts with one student at a time. Right. We didn't just take on one. We took on four. I know. And believe me, I, I have to remind myself that that is a, a, a big impact because part of me is like, we're only helping four kids, you know, but I mean, we're helping four and then you know, if we can change their course of life, they can help more people or however you want to look at it. But like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, should we be, but whatever, we got to start with what we're starting with. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start with, you're starting with, and then start one step at a time. And listen, we weren't even doing a social justice, justice scholarship. Remember that's supposed to be a conversation. So more than proud, more than I ever imagined we have truly accomplished with some people. And I, you know what some people tell me? Low-key, there are um, nonprofit organizations that have not done what we've done yeah. in this short amount of time. We posted this, what, October? For the no. Social Justice I don't, when did we post it? I think we posted it in, like, February. February, right. So that's even yeah. less. Yeah. And look at what we've raised. Imagine yeah. what we could do. Right. So it's like, I feel so proud. And, and like, that's why I said, people are like, saying, listen, I couldn't come to the event, but here's $25. Right, right, which is amazing. And it's like, I mean, and it's what you said, like it takes a village. And it's like, there is such a huge village behind us that are helping us by listening to the podcast, by donating, you know. So naysayers, get out of the way. (laughs) You've been listening to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria. And my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by... Carrie Clifford, Gloria Harrison, Katie Levine, and an ACL joint production. Tune in next time to hear more from our moms. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.